0: Tell me about your ankle. Oh yes, I, um, I've i actually had a very clumsy week. I keep breaking things in my apartment <laughs> and dropping things and yeah, I'm really... um.
1: Okay, so last week you melted the top of your pan by putting it in an oven that was too hot.
0: Yes, and I then I broke a bowl which I was proving bread in um, because I was balancing it. Yeah, and then it fell into the sink, so I was having to pick... Shards of broken bowl out of the bread, but I, I, um. Did you still make the bread? I, yeah, absolutely.
1: That is that is such a person who makes bread. I'm not sacrificing yeah. my dough.
0: Yes, yeah, so, so I sort of sort of put my glasses on and and went close up close and personal with the bread, trying to find bits and pieces of uh, bowl in it. And I um I I've eaten that bread and no nothing. I've had no esophageal problems as a consequence of swallowing shards of bowl.
1: I have this terrifying feeling that when I eventually uh, upload this episode, because it will be me who will have to do it this time round, I'll have to put a little outro. Uh, Unfortunately, this podcast was released (laughs) posthumously as Simon (laughs) swallowed some bowl.
0: This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures... Absurdities and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis,
1: and I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing.
0: A couple of days ago, I was uh, down at the river here and um, just caught my toe and went down on my ankle, and um, you know had that feeling. I've I've sprained my ankle so many times, countless mm. times. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly the left one, and I have a pretty good idea as it's happening uh how long and how bad the injury is.
1: <laughs> oh really? So where was this on the uh on the rolling ankle scale?
0: Uh quite a long way down. Like they can be they can be really bad. Really, really yeah. bad. Uh, weeks. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, not being able to move at all. Oh, and nice. um, so, yeah, I was down the other end of the scale. But, uh, yeah, I was a bit sore and it was quite a walk back, actually. Um, and then so I rested yesterday. Well, I didn't rest. I uh, worked in, in, on the computer or whatever. And then um, so today it's a lot more settled. So I reckon another. I reckon Monday I should be able to. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking two to three days. But it does mean I think it's increased my um, uh, clumsiness. I don't like to think of myself as a clumsy person, but every now and again I think, oh, you know, maybe I am.
1: I know that I'm clumsy.
0: Well, yeah, you're good. you're good with that. You've accepted the but fact. I've
1: accepted the fact that I will stumble and knock things over. I broke two separate chairs at my uh, PhD supervisor's house on two separate occasions. Um, and I know that <laughs> I am clumsier in environments in my first meeting with them. So it takes me a little while to calibrate my body to a new space. And mm, um, so it's not
0: about it's not about nervousness or or sort of a different kind of energy when you're first meeting someone.
1: No, I think it's more about the fact that my I don't <laughs> I've never really thought of myself as a particularly big person.
0: Right. So your inner image of yourself is different yeah, from. it's the... quite
1: little. It's quite. It's quite small. It's quite compact. I don't think of myself as taking up a particularly large amount of space.
0: I, I remember the first time I met you. Um, well, not the first time, but the first time I met you in the in person was um, at Jane Bacon's house, and um, you kind of came charging over because I was holding my phone was a Palm Trio. <laughs> you were very excited about this phone. <laughs>
1: We need to understand, everybody, this was a long time ago. When... <laughs> that was as smart as a smartphone got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, those plastic buttons. Um, so, yeah, I've been uh, uh, actually funny about bread. Um, I've been having a lot of conversations with uh, shopkeepers about bread and uh, often ending up in their gardens um, and they give me things. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been given a lot of salad this week. Lots of different kinds of salad, rocket and lettuce and yeah, it's very really generous. Um I guess a small town kind of um small town kind of vibe. Yeah. And this is a small town, two restaurants small. I've been um I, I, it's hard for me to to listen too much to Nina singing 99 Luft balloons.
1: So you mean you you can't listen to it too much. It's just a, a song that you you're happy with. I just with. Keep,
0: keep listening to it. I love listening to it. I don't know. I don't know. It's not that I disliked it when it was, you know, I would have been, what, 14 or something, 13, 14. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's just something about, uh, I I don't know. But, yeah, I've been listening to it
1: a lot. Are you listening to it in the English translation or do you go with the German?
0: I go with the German. And uh, there's also a slow version, which I really like. But I think this has all come out of um, English. my but I'll say our atomic blonde fetish.
1: It's it's your atomic blonde fetish. I've only seen the film once.
0: I thought you rewatched
1: it. No you didn't. No. No, but now I now that you said that I have an itch that needs to be scratched.
0: Yeah, scratch it, baby. Scratch it. <laughs> okay. The other thing that happened yesterday was um which I think is worth talking about, is one of the people on the residency here, so there are eight of us, so one of the um, artists here, whose name is Marco Ranieri, um, mm-hmm. he, his project is to make bread using oh, – so, so the theme of the residency for all of us is soil. Right. And um, when you're a dancer and thinking about, you know, choreography, so, <laughs> soil, soil it feels like quite a long <laughs> – A bit of a long stretch to get to soil But that's a different story But Marco's project is to um, make bread Entirely fermented Using soil as the fermentation Fermenting agent, you might say To make bread And and yesterday we tried his bread for the first time So just to be clear He takes soil Adds a bit of sugar and water And then flour And then uh, proves it for more or less four hours In the ground and then bakes the little thing in an oven. And um, this wow. bread, mm-hmm. so it's only using yeast from soil—the yeast that yes. must be present in soil. And this bread yeah. was clearly, it was, it looked like a little stone. Uh, when I say little, <laughs> like a loaf, a loaf-sized stone, uh-huh. and dark, and uh-huh. um, it was really, really nice with a gritty aftertaste of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that amazing? Isn't it? It was. It, extra- is. it is extraordinary. He needed a mortar and pestle for the dirt, though. I think just to get rid of that grittiness. But um... I
1: think we just need to just take a moment now for those people who are germaphobes to assure them that pretty much the temperatures at which you bake bread kills everything. So. You're all right doing this, really. Calm down. Don't he, worry.
0: And he talked about this. Uh, and yeah. I, I, I just thought, thought
1: I should say that out loud because I, I, I know that some people are thinking, I'm eating dirt. Oh, that'll make you poorly. Not
0: really. I mean, kids do it all the time, don't they? But they don't cook yeah, and it they don't,
1: And They don't cook it, lazy shits. Yeah. That's so, what um, they'll have afterwards, lazy shits.
0: But it did make me think, um, what the hell is the point of art? Uh. Like, what is it, Lee Miller? Do you know what it is?
1: Well, I'm going to offer you a rejoinder before I answer that question, because it just feels like, okay, Simon, can open worms everywhere. So at the symposium... um, This is a a A long
0: way away from me saying, what the hell is art for?
1: Well, no, yeah, I know. Okay, so you you asked, and it was a can of worms. Yeah, can of worms. What the hell is it art for? And um, at the symposium this week, there was a paper that started with, "What is the purpose of education in the context of a biome that is dying?" Mm. And it, and that's where it started from. It started from why are we why are we teaching anybody anything. When we have moved beyond the point of uh, no return, when there is only there are only three words to refer to uh, the, uh, the the climate emergency. And those three words are it's too late. That's the only way that we can, can you know, uh, coherently and sensibly talk about what to do. And he was he went on to to talk about the idea that um global climate crisis as an ecological crisis misses the point it 's a political crisis, not an ecological crisis. The changes need to be done in order that the ecology can can repair itself to some degree so So he started from what 's the point of education and you 're asking me what 's the point of art and yeah
0: what is it for yeah
1: yeah, you were asking me a sort of a smaller question a smaller question because you're effectively reflecting on a man making bread out of dirt. What what is art for?
0: Yeah, but I I mean I actually found that I was quite moved by it in a way. Just a sort of an opening okay. up of our relationship to to the land in a very yeah. precise way. When of course that exists all the time when we make bread or when we make uh, any kind of food. But there's it's like he was effectively cutting out the middleman, as it were. Yeah. And so yeah. there's something uh, it, it, it it helps me think about that, or it um, makes me reflect on that. So yeah, I actually in this particular example. I, I quite like that he is, is this kind of a resetting of my frames of or frame of reference to the world, you might say.
1: Yeah, he helped you ask the question. He didn't formulate the question through critique of what he was doing.
0: Exactly. He's just doing uh, his thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have absolutely no way to answer that question, Simon, and I think you know I have no way to answer it, and I'm not even sure that there's an interesting... Discussion to have because I feel myself being pulled towards, you know, Carl Andre's bricks in the Tate in the 70s and the well, I could do that, yeah, but you didn't kind of school of conceptualist thought in relationship to certain styles of modernism in art, moving away from things that are representative. So we're not just showing the. Uh, it's just. I think I am so. Um, mm. Not in that world. Well, actually, the opposite. I think I'm so. You maybe it is no, you know. I think maybe you're right, Simon. I'm not in the world of making art enough. I'm in the world of talking about art. That immediately, I just start to think about those um those movements or those paradigmatic shifts and why something looks like that and and the move in the kind of you know the uh, late renaissance period from 2d towards something that becomes more perspectival uh, exactly perspectival we move away from the idea of art that is somehow reifying a deity towards capturing nature all of those sorts of things i i can do my piss poor version of art history, mm-hmm. which I only ever do in order to to gallop students, undergraduate first-year students. I, I, I go through art history to gall, gallop them up to the point where, where we can go, so theatre doesn't need to look the way that you think theatre should look like. Let's start from there. Right. Because here are all the all the different ways that we've seen the world. Here are all the different kind of you know John Berger ways of seeing that we can talk about. Go to this, go to that. This this framing, that framing. So I think that I am so um, steeped in. It it feels like a macro conversation about what is art. And right, I see. uh, Yeah, I see. That it's because it's so macro. In order to get to a micro moment of, and now we're talking about how you move away from a a particular kind of realist representation, which most undergraduates arrive in a theatre department thinking is what theatre is. It would be, yeah, I guess it would be the equivalent of somebody turning up at a dance degree having only done tap jazz and ballet and then encountering you know the sort of post Trisha Brown world of, of choreography and going but you've got quite a lot of work to do haven't you to get them from that place to this place
0: yes and that's not there's nothing anything particularly wrong with um with jazz tap and ballet. there's it's the thing it's not, no it's not even it's but, just but, it's just that it's only a part of the world
1: And exactly, and that's what I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with representative theatre. I'm just thinking for all
0: our jazz, ballet, and tech (laughs) listeners out there that, uh, just to be clear, how canst thou thus for shame, Titania? Um.
1: (laughs) I'm just trying to make sense of why I feel that the question is so close to me and so far away from Mm. me that I have nothing useful to say that doesn't just... At this point, it feels almost like doggerel. If it feels like sense. what doggerel, like just like like a limerick, like da doo da doo da da just like so. Um, yeah, yeah. Pat yeah, yeah. and it has just oh, rolled of the mouth and it won't wrote. Yeah, rote is better than doggerel. That's a much better word. It just also, feels... because I have never heard the word doggerel before in my life, so uh... it's a kind of shit poetry. Um, but that's that's sort of what it, it feels like <laughs> shit poetry when I start to talk about it because I would be trying to distill. Effectively, what I might explore over three years. Why are you laughing?
0: Because uh, just the idea of a kind of shit poetry. I I don't know why, just um, because, you know, I quite like writing and reading poetry. And um, I think I write and read quite a lot of shit poetry, but I don't think I'd know it if I saw it anyway. And so I'm just just enjoying the the image.
1: (laughs) Of shit poetry. Yeah.
0: Why do you ask? I ask because... Um, well, I think that question—those those three words—it's too late, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, and so I, this residency is—it's about nature and art, and and place, and so it's very, it's very hard, it's very difficult to reconcile. Um, and I think the, some of the ways we've talked about it is that the, the sort of massive shifts in scale between the little things we, each of us, I mean artists, but anyone does on a day-to-day basis, to the macro, extraordinarily macro scale of this uh, sixth, isn't it, period of extinction, and um, of mass extinction, and maybe it's the fifth, I should know that. Um and so yeah it, it just it, it just calls to mind or brings to mind that um the nature of what it is that we do and i think maybe arts uh, artists or art have a particular relationship with trying to make sense of what what they do particularly in our world when it's not really valued yeah. and so and so that it sort of causes a certain amount of anxiety or Yeah, maybe, I'm not sure anxiety is quite the right word, or uh, cognitive dissonance is probably a better way of describing it. And yeah, and so I was just, uh, it just was occurring to me as I've been, I mean, I've been pretty deep in what I've been doing. And it's certainly at the stage where it's taking some shape, Um, but I have no idea of what the hell it is Uh, and what it's for and who it's for and what it might even be communicating and in, in even in the best of circumstances so it's a really you know it's a beautiful um it's a beautiful place to be but also tellingly uncertain so yeah i don't know where that goes uh, Well, it'll just it'll go up on vimeo and um, seven people will watch it
1: well more than seven if you link to it from the show notes did you just break something
0: i <laughs> i just uh yeah as uh, i leaned back into the upper bunk and banged the side of my head just as These are big headphones. It's very hard to know. It's basically me wearing my headphones is like you being in your body, where my head is much smaller than they actually are. It's like you're wearing a massive set of headphones all over your body. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Do you think of me as big? Uh, or do you think of me as little?
0: Does that make sense? I, I do. Makes sense. I, I think I think of you as big. Yeah. Yeah. Straight because I don't. <laughs> Muscular. <Windoport. laughs> uh. Actually, I don't think of you very much at all, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Just once a week and only for an hour. <laughs> uh, about 10 to, 10 to 9, I go, oh, my God, I'm going to oh, talk God. to that guy again. <laughs> yeah. Better oh. set up the microphone. What are we going to talk about this week? I know art.
1: Hey, let me tell you, when I ate dirt. Uh,
0: Yep, I love that.
1: I am so tired, Simon. I can hear it in your voice. Criminal again. Is this coming week a little
0: softer for you? Must be, Uh, except for the except for the. uh...
1: (laughs) uh, Yeah, it starts. It starts with a a, A bang. uh, Yeah, Uh, listeners, this is because I told Simon something which I have cut out. (laughs) <laughs> about what i have to do on monday which is you know stressful um it, it's it's going to be a, a fairly busy week this week um and then on saturday i drive bob to new where she climbs aboard uh an airplane and disappears for a month to portugal Disappears? she yeah she goes to she's going to lisbon Newquay? Is is um, that
0: bristol way
1: no, no, no. Nuki is in Cornwall, so um, there's, she's she's taking a, a flight from our most local airport, which runs flights in the summertime.
0: It must be a tiny airport.
1: Yep, it's pretty much uh, a one-horse kind of. Well, you don't fly on a horse, obviously. It's a plane.
0: And um, is the? But it's pulled
1: by horses. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a really long time. She's going away for a month, but she'll only be in Portugal for three days. <laughs> how long it takes the horse because the horse has to swim with the plane behind it.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, it's certainly better in terms of fossil fuels, isn't
1: it? Not according to the horse. (laughs) The horse just says, look, by the time the planet's burning, I'll be dead anyway, so can we just send them on a plane that's got fuel in it and I can just sit and eat grass?
0: Mm.
1: Horses don't sit. Did you know horses can't vomit? I didn't know that. Mm, They can't, which is why they get all gassy, blow up and die. They don't, it's not like constant, but that's one of the things that can happen to them. Um, dogs can vomit, as I discovered early on Monday morning. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Um Dour carpet on the stairs is just so bad now. I thought it's, you'd replaced it. No, because I keep putting it off, and I'm really glad because dogs keep doing unspeakable things on it.
0: Why do they choose that? Uh, why does Jeff choose that part of the house? Oh, it's think? not
1: just Jeff. It's Henry, it's William, it's Steve. It's every single one of them that's ever lived in this house has decided, I think I'll be sick on the stairs. I think I'll have diarrhea on the stairs. I think oh, I will sit don't. on the stairs and... Oh, oh. don't.
0: Yeah. Oh, don't. Oh please don't what don't don't just have diarrhea on the stairs just don't just don't keep telling the story it's just like, oh. just, it's just thinking about walking up those stairs like i'm gonna have to walk along the edge i have to use and a hover, like hoverboard a hoverboard to go up the stairs
1: the reason that there is a hole in the stair carpet is we scrubbed Scrubbing. the carpet so much it just wore away so um there it will get repaired no replaced because i think we might be having guests at some point over the summer.
0: Holy hell. And when, do you, when do you get leave from the job you've just started?
1: Um, I think in, in, two, in two weeks after Bob goes. So Bob has two weeks by herself and then I go and visit her nice. for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, but my mum and dad are going to go and swing by and keep her company. When she's by herself,
0: does she need company when she's by herself? I don't nope. imagine her to be. Uh, <laughs> it sounds nope. like they want to see. Uh... Yep,
1: <laughs> they want to see her. And my mum's booked. My my mum was saying, "When's When's Bob in uh, in Lisbon?" And I told her, she went, "Brilliant! I'll book some hospital appointments so that I could stop over and visit her, and we'll go out, and then I'll also get some scans done." So, uh, <laughs> so that's that's how they roll. Nice.
0: <sighs> um, I was going to ask you something. Are you just uh? So, sorry about this, but do you think people should keep making art? Yes. I don't think people could stop. Mm. So do you think it has a reason beyond being for the artist then? You can tell where I am in the world eh, at the moment.
1: I think we have, okay, okay. I'm going to try and answer the question that you asked. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure where it's going to go, but I think the question, what is art, is informed by a particular, it's informed by lots of art history stuff, yeah? But I think the sharpness of the question that you are feeling right now feels informed by a somewhat overwhelmingly neoliberalist way of being in the world that sense of transactional value Ooh. and I think perhaps the reason I don't want to get into the question of what is art or what is art for is ultimately we start to talk about its worth and its worth is always then reduced to something transactional but it doesn't have and to it-
0: always be reduced to that
1: no, I agree with you, Simon, which is why i don 't want to have the conversation because I think that 's where things end up we, we, we ascribe worth to things that have the most number of eyes on it, or the thing that is given the most amount of money or is given the best reviews the, I think the the question you asked just a moment ago that should we carry on making art. Mm. Is, is, is of a different stripe than w- what is art or what is art for. Or maybe it's closer to what is art for. But I think we can't not make things. I think we can't not try to express ourselves in a variety of ways. And I think some of them have been codified and valued and held up and some of them are dismissed and laughed at and held down.
0: We're talking, look, which, look as a big shout out to all the mime artists uh, listening... <laughs> So it's just a it's a stupid joke because dance is such a low, 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 and then it always has this kind of thing about. Well, at least we're not doing mime, you know. It's a terrible thing to say.
1: It is. It's a. It is a shitty thing to say, but it also gets to the nub of it. Doesn't yes, it? exactly. That when we feel challenged because what we are doing isn't worthy, we find something that is less worthy than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think. Yeah. But that sense, that sense of there being, um somebody who is less than lower down the hierarchy all of those sorts of things this the idea that there is a we form that it, is less important we? yeah i but we need it because we are, are constantly i think f- worrying about the value of what it is that we are doing we need it mm. not we need it only in order to to give ourselves license to carry on doing the thing that is effectively without value because in the context of it's too late what does it matter But without wishing to be depressing about it, in the context of the fact that we have a finite amount of time on the planet, whether that planet is burning or not, let's leave that conversation to one side. Given that we have a finite amount of time on the planet, does the thing that you do bring you joy? Does the thing that you do cause harm? If you have more in one column and less in the other column, does it matter? Does it matter what it's for or why we do it or should we carry on doing it? We're all going to die one day.
0: I really, uh, I just it just makes me think to people who are listening, just make things. Just keep making things. Make them. Keep making them. <laughs> I really, thank you, Ali. Uh,
1: make cakes, make bread. Dance in the kitchen and don't worry about the fact that you can't dance in the kitchen. But don't break, don't break things with Ah, your arms. Ah, fuck it, break things. Break things and sweep them up and don't be cross with yourself. Make something out of the thing that you break. Because nobody else is really giving a shit and one day I'll be dead.
0: Nah, you turn my yuck into a yum right then. (laughs)
1: Hey, um wait that's a uh, that's ten o'clock, let's stop. Let, let's stop.
0: Okay.